Hello, people! It's Charlie Destels, and in this episode, I'll be sharing the story of Katherine Johnson. But I won't only talk about her career at NASA, I'll talk about how she got to NASA, too, as an African-American woman in those crucial times. Alright, here we go. Katherine was born in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia in 1918. She had a great passion for numbers and always stood out. Katherine, the youngest of four children, had a pretty rough school life from the beginning. The schools in Johnson's hometown didn't allow public schooling for black children above the 8th grade, so her family moved 120 miles away for the kids to have an education. She started high school at the age of 10, then she graduated at 14, and then graduated college at 18 with the highest honors from West Virginia State College. She was also one of the first African Americans to attend that college. Throughout her college years, her professors and peers could easily see her potential. William Shefflin Clayter, one of her professors, wanted her to become a research mathematician, and he even made a geometry class just for her. She even started teaching a little bit, and a few years later, she was accepted to West Virginia University's graduate math program. And in 1939, she became the first black woman to attend the school. But after a year in the program, she realized that she had to leave the program and take care of her daughters. We can actually learn from her decision to leave that no matter what given opportunity, we should always put our family and loved ones first. Thirteen years later, in 1952, a relative told Johnson about a great opportunity. The National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics, which is now known as NASA, told Johnson that they were hiring black women in order to answer their math problems. She applied as soon as she heard the news. She was accepted and was basically known as a computer in the Langley Research Center. She was just that smart. Her task at the center was to perform and check calculations for flight tests. Catherine was rocking it. She asked engaging questions and was always a little more curious than the others. But ever since she started working there, Catherine and the other black women that were working at the center had to work, eat, and use the restroom separately from other white employees. Johnson ignored all of it and became the first woman in the research division to become an author on a research report. In 58, NACA had become NASA, which marked the beginning of the space race. You probably already know, but the space race was a competition between two Cold War rivals, the Soviet Union and the United States, on who could land on the moon first and who could get to space first. For the 1961 Mercury mission, she knew that the path was going to be some sort of curve, so NASA wanted the capsule to come down at a certain point, and if they wanted it to come down at a certain point, she knew she was ready. She knew she was capable of making a big impact. She said, you tell me where and when you wanted to land, and I'll do it backwards and tell you when to take off. She was tasked to calculate the path of Alan Shepard's historic flight, and with sweat, tears, and determination from Catherine, Shepard became the first American to reach space. Lastly, before John Glenn's Friendship 7 mission, Glenn requested that Johnson should recheck the calculations by hand, and he said, if she says they're good, then I'm ready to go. The next mission was to send humans to the moon, not just space. Johnson's calculations made a big contribution to having the Apollo 11 lunar lander sink. 
with the moon orbiting command of getting the astronauts back to Earth. It was successful. We can learn from Catherine that no matter what color, gender, shape, size, and race, that you can still follow your dreams and be whoever and whatever you want to be. Thank you for listening.